Welcome to Fort Hood Spotlight, keeping you in touch with what's happening on the world's largest military installation, Fort Hood, Texas. Daryl Leonard here along with Ron Morris, and we are happy to be joined in the studio today by the Commanding General of Three Corps and Fort Hood, Lieutenant General Don Campbell. Thank you for joining us, sir. Fort Hood is getting ready for its annual Independence Day Party Freedom Fest. Now, General Campbell, while the public is invited, Fort Hood authorities will still be on the alert for suspicious activity? I know there's uh, some angst around the post and in other communities about the, the force protection. I can tell you that uh, we look at that every day, take that very seriously. I can also tell you that we're one of a number of installations around the country that will be open to the public. I've checked Joint Base Lewis-McChord, I've yes. checked Fort Bragg and others. And uh, it's important that we allow our guests from off post to be able to come on and enjoy this day with us. And we'll do it in a way that will keep our soldiers and families here on the installation safe and we'll continue to evaluate it. And if things change, we'll make another decision. Similarly, with the fireworks, we're, we're gonna be good neighbors. We believe if the winds continue to come from the direction that we need them to, which is out of the south, we'll be in good shape. Mm -hmm. And we've got mitigation measures in place should uh, things go haywire. Uh, from the south, but if it comes from the north, then we'll reevaluate and probably cancel the fireworks. But right now, they're still a go. But force protection and firing those fireworks, we review every day. I review every day, and we'll make a decision as late as Monday, uh, depending on the weather and where we are. So the bottom line is, uh, grab some bottled water, get the sunscreen out, get the kids out, enjoy the festivities. We'll have some great music, a lot of entertainment, rides. Uh, food is always, somehow the food always tastes better on the 4th of July. And uh, come on <laughs> out sure. and to celebrate the freedom that our soldiers serve to protect. Right well, here at the Great exactly. Place. Exactly. A lot of folks have worked very hard to put this on, and uh, we want to be good uh, hosts. We want to be good guests, and uh, we want to make sure that all of our soldiers, families, and our great our Army civilians and those from outside the community that want to participate can come enjoy a great day as we celebrate America's birthday. Calling all competitive soccer players. If you're tired of playing in rec leagues and think you have the game to play with the big boys, then give Jesse Gonzalez a call and submit your application for the All-Army Soccer Team. The deadline to submit your application is August 7th. If you are selected, you'll get a chance to take on the best the military has to offer. If you want to, you can even apply online at armysports.cfsc.army.mil. The All-Army Soccer Team. Hey there, we heard you're looking for a fun and easy daytime activity. Rally your troops and head on down to Phantom Warrior Lanes and take advantage of the summer special. All summer long, bowl for less than it costs to wash a load of laundry at the laundromat. Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. bowl for just $1.25 per game per person. The summer special at Phantom Warrior Lanes, Clear Creek Road at Santa Fe Avenue. It's fun, food, and games at Phantom Warrior Lanes. Fort Hood Spotlight. Julia Connor here, and with me on the phone, I have Vanessa Gabrielson. We're going to be talking about the Fort Hood Survivor Seminar and Good Grief Camp, sponsored by TAPS. Well, first of all, explain to us what TAPS is, T-A-P-S. TAPS is the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. We're a nonprofit based out of Washington, D.C., and we work with families who've lost a loved one in the military, all branches and all services, and we work with families regardless of cause, so it does not have to be a combat death. We work with a lot of families who've lost loved ones to terminal illness, suicide, vehicle accidents, everything. You know, we don't exclude anyone. We provide immediate and long-term care to these families, 
It's everything from helping them figure out the benefits, insurance questions that they may have, helping them find counseling in their area if that's what they're looking for. And we also help them connect with other survivors. So a lot of what we do uh, is peer support because a lot of our families, you know, they can go and they can talk to a counselor and everything, but it's really sitting down and, and getting to talk to someone, even if it's over the phone or over email, somebody who's been through it and, and knows exactly what it feels like. And I understand you have a personal connection. I do. I lost my dad in 2003. He was a reservist in Wisconsin. He was actually attached to Fourth ID, and he was killed by an RPG in 2003, actually July 9th. Wow. So TAPS helped you. So now you are a part of TAPS. Exactly. Exactly. For me, it's a huge you know, opportunity to, to pay it forward. And I work with the, the little ones, the good grief campers, uh, the four to seven-year-olds. My background is in teaching. So it's a great way for me to be able to, to give back and, and work with these kiddos and let them know. I sort of understand where they're coming from and what they're going through and that they're never going to, you know, get over it, but uh, there's amazing ways that they can honor and remember their loved one. Now, we've got the Fort Hood Survivor Seminar and Good Grief Camp that's coming up on July 7th through the 9th at Fort Hood. The families will come in, uh, those that are more than an hour away. We provide lodging. Everything's free of charge for these families. So those that have to travel for more than an hour away, they'll come in uh, Thursday evening. They'll actually be staying in um, on post lodging. And on Friday and Saturday, we'll be having the adult seminar. And at the same time, we'll be doing a Good Grief Camp for kids. So it's just an opportunity for the adults to attend sessions and workshops and, and talk with other adults about the, the issues that they're facing and at the same time know that their kids are in good hands. So we'll be doing the Good Grief Camp for the kids, which is just an opportunity for these kids to realize that they're not alone, that there's other kids that are, are going through the same thing and have suffered the same type of loss that they have. And um, at the same time, they're going to be paired up with uh, a soldier from right here at Fort Hood, somebody to be like a big brother, big sister, someone to remind them that they're still a part of the military family, even though they may have had to move off post and maybe they're, they're an hour from Fort Hood now, but they'll always be connected to that military family and that Fort Hood and the Army and, you know, the rest of that the military family has not forgotten them. Sometimes the parent can't get through to the child or the child doesn't want to talk to that parent about what, you know, they are really going through because maybe they don't want to hurt them. They don't want to make mommy sadder or daddy sadder. That's exactly what we see all the time is these kids hold it in because they don't want to make mom sad or they know that when you bring up, you know, daddy and mom starts to cry and they don't want to do that to mom. Um, You know, and a lot of times our soldiers go off and they say, you know, you're the man of the house. And so a lot of our kids, the last thing that they remember hearing when dad left was, you're the man in the house, take care of your mom, take care of your little sisters, you know. So a lot of these kids, I mean, seven, eight, nine years old, that's what they remember, and they are trying to be the man of the house. So it's just an opportunity for them to act like kids again and, and know that in our circles and in our groups that it's okay to cry and, and that their um, stories and, and their memories and their feelings are, are safe in that circle. You've also got something really special planned for the end, too. We do. We call it our, our Survivor Bash, and it's just a, a celebration of, of the lives of our loved ones. We're there to honor them and to remember the amazing lives that they lived, not just the way they died, but they were our heroes and they did amazing things and they stood up for our country and put their their lives on the line for us. And so it's just a way for us to honor them and celebrate their life and to see these kids and these families smile again and just have a bunch of fun. The ASYMCA is going to be there. They're donating the meal that evening. USO is going to be there. They're doing um, a lot of our our snacks and and providing tons and tons of water because it's going to be hot, I'm sure. So we've got some great great, great sponsors this year. And so they're all going to be out there. SOS is providing bouncy houses and stuff for the kiddos. We'll have
of static displays from a lot of the different units on Fort Hood, helicopters, Humvees, all kinds of great stuff for these kids. Okay, so tell me, why would you recommend that someone get involved in this program if they've lost a loved one? It's just amazing to be able to sit in a room and look around and know that you don't even have to say anything, but they they understand where you're coming from. A lot of times, you know, when I people ask about, you know, how I ended up at Fort Hood and I go into the story and as soon as I talk to my dad, died, you know, they kind of tip their head to the side and you just got that, I'm so sorry, kind of pitiful look, you know, but these families, they don't give you the head tilt and say, I'm so sorry. They just give you a big hug and then you can talk about your loved ones and share the story with them. And so that's what's really neat is just being able to share, you know, the life that they lived and those amazing stories that you don't want people to forget. Anyone who has lost a loved one in the military is invited. We have parents, spouses, fiancés, girlfriends, cousins, aunts, uncles, kiddos, and we even have battle buddies sometimes come to our events. So anyone who's lost a loved one in the military, and regardless of branch, everyone is, is welcome to attend, as well as National Guard and Reserve Forces as well. We have our registration is up on our website, tap.org, and it's really easy to find on our main page. You just click on events, and then you click on the Fort Hood event on the next page, and registration is right there. They can also call our 1-800 number, which is one 800 959 T-A-P-S. All right. Thank you so much for being with us, Vanessa. Certainly learned a lot, and I know that a lot of people are going to benefit. Well, thank you. I've been talking with Vanessa Gabrielson about the TAP Survivor Seminar and Good Grief Camp that's happening July 7th through the 9th at Fort Hood. I'm Julia Connor. Are you ready? You I am your, ready. You got your script ready? I am ready to read the script. It is for the radio. Okay, I'm going to count you down. Then you go, okay? I am ready to go, BB. Okay, here we go. Say the word. Logie. Yes. Three. Yeah. Two. You're counting the wrong way. Sorry. One. Uh, yeah. Two. No, when you do count I go? backward. You count backward from three. You said one. I'm going to go. You don't count no, but forward. You, you said count to one, and then I go. But and I'm you gonna said one, three. and I'm going to go. If you plan on hunting, fishing, biking, or hiking, or any other recreational activity in the Fort Hood training area, you must have an outdoor recreational permit. Stop by the Sportsman Center, located in Building 1937, off the Murphy Road, and pick up a list of authorized activities and requirements or give them a call. Do you know what the phone number is? I do not. It is 532-4552. What was that number again? 532-4552. Don't delay. Get your permit today and enjoy the outdoors here at The Great Place. Fort Hood Spotlight. Julia Connor here and with me in the studio two very important people from Darnall Medical Center. I have Anita Paniagua who's a trauma nurse coordinator and Beverly Fulton, who's a trauma registrar. Thank you all very much for being with us. Now, you're here because we've got a very important topic to talk about, especially during the summer months, and that is leaving children in hot cars. And that can turn into tragedy rather quickly. Anita, tell us why is it so dangerous for the child in such a short period of time? Well, because we know that uh, temperatures rise quickly in vehicles, especially in the heat. Even when the windows are ajar, it can heat up very quickly and, and cause very serious injuries. And the child is much smaller than us and their body seems to heat up more quickly than adults, right? Right. Uh, their um, auto-regulatory system is not as mature as an adult so that they can heat up three to five times faster than an adult. So running into the store saying, oh, I just got to get some milk and the baby's asleep. I'll just leave him here. No. Right. Because even in a 10-minute period, the temperature can rise 10 to 20 degrees. 
child can become overheated. They can become dizzy, disoriented. They can hallucinate, become confused, sluggish. They can experience seizure activity. They become flushed. They can't sweat anymore. And they can lose consciousness and actually go into a cardiac arrest. And how long would this take? This could take anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes. Once the child's temperature rises over 107 degrees, the body shuts down and then the, the cells start to deteriorate. And that can easily happen in a car when it's 80 degrees outside. Absolutely. We've already had 15 deaths in the U.S. this summer already, and four of those are in Texas alone. Uh, anytime you see a child in a car locked, even if the windows are just ajar a little bit still, you need to call 911 immediately and have the police or EMS arrive at the scene to check the child out. Don't worry about the parent or caregiver being mad at you if you're going to save the life of a child. Right. The safety of the child comes first. Now, Beverly, most often when a child is left in the car, it's an accident. What can be done so that we can remember that we have a child in the backseat? We can always try and place the cell phone, your, your purse, briefcase, gym bag, something that's going to trigger you to go to the backseat or look in the backseat. Also something you can do when you actually get to work Set your BlackBerry as a reminder that you have dropped your child off at daycare or set your computer calendar, such as your Outlook, to send you a message uh, reminding you, hey, have you dropped your kid off at daycare today? And I know there's a thing about a teddy bear. When the child's not in the car seat, put the teddy bear in the car seat. Right. Okay? And then when the child's in there, you put that teddy bear in the front seat with you. And you know that yes. you need to, to take care of that child. Yeah, right. Yeah. Also, as another reminder, um, you can also ask the daycare to give you a call if you haven't shown up with your child by a certain length of time. We have a lot of parents that when we've done injury, injury prevention on this particular issue come up and say, I'd never leave my child. How could you forget your child in the back seat? But more than 50% of the incidents that happen is by a caregiver, which most likely is a parent. And sometimes maybe there's a change in pattern where one parent uh, is not able to take the child to daycare, so the other parent does it, which does not normally do that, gets in their vehicle and zones out and forgets the child's in the back seat because the child's asleep and gets to work and does their, their job like they do every day, not remembering the child's in the back seat. So it can happen, and it does happen more than 50% of the time to parents. Put something in your vehicle to remind you that your child is back there. And we've got to remember also that children can get into those cars by themselves if we don't watch them. Absolutely. Uh, we encourage parents to teach their children not to play around the vehicles, that, it again, it's not a playground area, uh, and also not to leave your keys uh, where the child can get a hold of those keys and go into the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you always want to keep your vehicle locked. Uh, but one of the things they do teach parents is that if your child goes missing, one of the first places you need to go check is your car and the trunk of your car to make sure the child is not in that. Good idea. Now, where can we get some more information about the subject? You can find a lot of information on safekids.org, and their main goal is injury prevention for children. So it's a very valuable website and provides a lot of information. I want to thank you both for being with me today. Thank, thank you, you so much for having us. We appreciate it. I've been talking with Anita Paniagua and Beverly Fulton from Darnall. If you need some more information, just go to safekids.org. I'm Julia Connor for Fort Hood Spotlight, a production of the Three Corps and Fort Hood Public Affairs Office.